Welcome, welcome to the Trampoline Hall podcast. I am your host, and I am Misha Globerman. Uh, Trampoline Hall is a lecture series that takes place in a bar, uh, usually in Toronto, but sometimes in other cities. People give lectures on all kinds of subjects, with the one restriction being that they cannot speak on subjects on which they are professionally expert. Uh, after each lecture, we take questions from the audience. This is the Trampoline Hall podcast that you're listening to right now. You probably knew that. Uh, the way the way that the podcast works is we do um, we do short seasons of six episodes. Uh, then we take a break and turn on the podcasting machine uh, for a few weeks uh, to make the new season. Um, and the podcasting machine, by the way, is actually Josh Block, who's sitting next to me in his car, and he doesn't. Uh, I think he likes being called the podcasting machine. I'll find out. But that's the way that it works. Um, uh, 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 so, so if you're enjoying things now, uh, you're, you're in for a disappointment because we're about to stop making them uh, for a while. This, will, this is the last episode, episode six of the season. But we'll be back in a few weeks with another season. So don't uh, despair uh, unnecessarily. Uh, please despair only appropriately. Um, by the way, if you enjoy the podcast uh, and you're in Toronto, you should come check out the show. Uh, it's a great show. It's really fun. If you want to find out about it, uh, get on the email list and find out. Uh, at this point, you're probably wondering, uh, is there going to be mature language uh, in this episode? Let me tell you, yes. Yes, there is going to be mature language. Uh, so that might be exciting for you or not. Uh, if you're a uh, child, you might not want to listen to it unless you're a child who likes swearing, in which case, go for it. Uh, uh, I think that's all I need to tell you now. So I will introduce you uh, to the lecture. Uh, the topic is Sade, and the lecturer is Max Mohenyu. <laughs> And I give you all the love I got I give you more than I can give I gave you love I gave you all that I had inside And you took my love You took my love Hello So tonight I'll be talking about Sade as you already know. The lines I sung for, were from her song, No Ordinary Love, um, a song from her fourth album, Love, Love Deluxe. When I first heard about Shadi, it actually wasn't from listening to her records or, you know, um, it was actually from, oh, sorry, I'm nervous. Sorry, guys. Um, <clears throat> Um, it was the first time I heard Sade um, was actually from a compilation called Quiet Storm Gold, a mix of R&B and soul classics that my grandma kept on repeat while in the kitchen, making various things, because my grandma. <laughs> um, Sade came at a time where I was discovering myself through music, um, but even still, I didn't know much about her. I just heard a single here, and I heard a single there. Um, much like the name of the compilation that introduced me to Sade, um, a word that became synonymous with her sound was Quiet Storm. And Quiet Storm, for those who don't know, is um, a radio format turned style of music and subgenre of R&B pioneered in the 1970s. The term was coined by Melvin Lindsay, a DC radio personality who originated the Quiet, the Quiet Storm um, 
radio format um, on the radio station WHUR-FM. Uh, late night music programming, uh, oh, sorry, um, sorry guys. <laughs> um, um, Quiet Storm became a big part of late night music programming and would become a staple across the nation even after Melvin's death in 1992. So for me, with Sade being the queen of Quiet Storm, she sort of helped, uh, Um, <laughs> um, Sade sort of changed the way that um, a lot of us looked at soul, soul music once Quiet Storm and late night um, programming became a big thing in the 90s. Um, Quiet Storm is credited in launching the careers of two legends that I discovered shortly after Sade. Um, Anita Baker, and a man, that's, a man that some might say would be my long-lost father, Luther Vandross. <laughs> Although to this day, I still fail to see the resemblance, but hey. Um, Quiet Storm introduced me to other aspects of soul music and other, that I'm still discovering to this day. When you think of stuff like New Edition, Boyz II Men, Michael Jackson, Prince, for a young boy, that's, you know, it's good music, it's uplifting music, we dance to it, we love it, but for, for me as a young boy, it kind of taught me more about that, the value of having a persona, the thing that made you stand out from the rest. With Quiet Storm and a lot of women that came from that, from that subgenre, I learned more about the vulnerability of music and songwriting. Um, love songs, you know, from the male perspective, we're often, you know, you find a girl, you love a girl, you fuck a girl, blah, 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 it, and so on and so forth. Um, women like Sade spoke about love and heartbreak in a way that um, was just very vulnerable. It was gritty, you know, you could hear it in her voice, you could hear it in her tone, you could just hear it in the way she presents herself. Even in videos when she looks fabulous and her outfits looks amazing, she's still crying about a guy. Story of my life. So, um, you know, <laughs> um, to quote Canadian music journalist um, Jason King, Quiet Storm developed as a subgenre with similarities to soft rock um, and it ended. Oh, sorry, no, no. Quiet Storm developed as a, uh, a subgenre with similarities to soft rock because it emphasizes the more tender qualities of R&B. He goes on to say, Quiet Storm is sensuous and pensive. Quiet Storm is seductive R&B marked by jazz flourishes, smooth grooves, and tasteful lyrics about intimate subjects. As disco gave way to urban contemporary, as disco gave way to the urban contemporary format, the outset of the 80s, sorry, give me one sec. Sorry, okay, this, so as disco gave way to the urban contemporary format at the outset of the 80s, Quiet Storm expanded beyond the radio and emerged as a broad catch all supergenre. Yeah. Sade, when Sade became, um, when, she, when Sade became more famous amongst North American audiences, she sort of changed the way we looked at R&B and soul music and Quiet Storm was sort of a launch pad for 
a lot of uh, the artists that followed, whether it be Whitney, Jill Scott, Alicia Keys. And through discovering Quiet Storm um, on on radio stations that I could only listen to when my parents weren't around, um, I learned a lot about future favorites as well as heard more Sade classics that eventually led me to purchase a cassette version of Diamond Life, her debut album. Um, Finding Diamond Life was a huge moment for me because it introduced me to new forms of storytelling and soul music. Sade spoke about love, both good and bad, concepts that I was still too young to fully grasp, but after, you know, a lot of personal experience, (laughs) I kind of got a grasp of what she was talking about. (laughs) Um, Smooth Operator, yeah. another favorite. Um, Sade sung, Sade sung with passion, um, and the, there was elements to it that just really, really spoke to me, even though I didn't know much about the song at the time when I heard it. Um, there was jazz rock elements, there's Brazilian rhythms. It had the sophistication to it that I hadn't really heard in R&B music before. Um, it was lusty in its delivery, but it was a lot different than New Edition, Michael Jackson, Prince, and a lot of the boys that I was listening to at the time. Um, the female perspective of love was a different narrative than I'd been used to hearing. And even still to this day, hearing about love sung with such passion, um, with such vulnerability, still strikes me. Um, It's funny thinking about Sade's lyrics at 10 years old and thinking back and being like, that's what she meant. (laughs) When I was 10 and I heard Smooth Operator, I thought, oh, that doesn't sound too bad. But later on, I realized she was talking about the heartbreak she suffered at the hands of an international playboy. You know, the type of men we try to stay away from, but never do. (laughs) Quiet Storm's an interesting subgenre because what we think of when we think of in soul music wasn't really going on. wasn't really going on in that genre. There was ladies that were mixing elements of blues, jazz, soft rock, in ways that were very, very daring and very, very experimental for me at the time. When I talk about Quiet Storm, I talk about it knowing it in a way that's sort of in the peripheral. Like I've heard, I've, I've obviously privy to black radio. I'm obviously privy to, you know listening to stuff that I wasn't supposed to listen to as a kid and all, and all, and all that. But um, through exploring Quiet Storm more in depth, I realized that a lot of what's made me and a lot of what's given me the balls to sing a sh- two lines of Sade and do a lecture in front of all of you <laughs> is that with Quiet Storm, you're adding elements to your performance that are just a lot different than pop, a lot different than rock, a lot different than just genres that um, we're, we're used to. Um, Sade had a unique persona. Um, Sade has a unique persona, and she talks about stories and talks about womanhood in a way that sort of set the tone for a lot of my favorites. Um, even in Whitney's saddest moments, I Always Love You is just my favorite thing to practice vocals to because even though she's like really going through it, 
the tone and the passion, it's, it's undeniable. Um, Quiet Storm has elements of happiness, sadness, mellowness, pensiveness. It could be upbeat, it could be thick, it could be rich. It could be a lot of different things. And that's what I love about it. Um, love Deluxe and Diamond Life, two of Sade's records, they began a journey that's still going on to this day. Um, I'm no expert on Sade. I kind of just like the hits. Um, and I think she looks good. Um, but even to this day, I'm discovering, through listening to her music, I'm discovering the B-sides, the good sides, the bad side. Like, I'm discovering it all, you know? Um, and still looking through record stores for old singles um, and still learning about this woman that's really sort of inspired me without me knowing it. Um, a lot of what makes Shade cool a lot of what makes Shade so cool is how reclusive she is. She could go on a hiatus and she could come back even stronger and go on another hiatus and come back even stronger. Um, I kind of wish I could do the same thing. I'm sort of reclusive, but when I go on a hiatus, I just go on a hiatus. <laughs> you know? So I'm still, I'm still, I'm still working that part out. Um, Quiet Storm was a good stepping stone into music that I'd cry to music I'd fuck to, and music I'd use to inspire stories and make fantasies into real life art. The radio, the radio for me is, was really a really, really powerful tool, especially in hearing other black artists and hearing other sounds that I am still learning about and still going back to to this day. Um, I end this lecture by saying that Sade is a queen. Sade is someone that even if you don't know all the albums, you still love even just by hearing one song. And Sade is someone that is just amazing. That's, 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 that's all I have to say. Max Mohanyu, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I'm Misha Goldman. Up next, the Q&A. Are there any questions? Yes, up on the up on the edge. Uh, you sitting up on the bench up there. Um, would, would you describe yourself or maybe like your love language as a quiet storm? Would you describe yourself as a as a quiet storm or your love language? Would you say? That's a thing. Yeah, definitely. Because with with. With Quiet Storm, it's just like there's so many there's so many elements to it, you know, um, in just the way that it, um, people who are making that kind of music recorded, the way they expressed it, um, and yeah, I feel like my love language isn't singular. It's it's complicated as fuck. So what are you guys you know, talking? What are you guys talking? I don't want to interrupt. It's complicated but good. It's complicated but good. So, I don't know. I want to. I don't know. I want to interrupt. But what do you guys mean by your love language? I don't. You're like, oh yeah, love language. You're like, yeah, love love language. I don't know what you. Um, just the way that you communicate with, you know. People. Everyone in the room knows what you're talking yeah. about except me. Yeah. 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 Fine. All yeah. right. Yeah. But so what? So what is it about that? What is it about that that makes you? So tell me more about that. Like how how that how you are that like. How I'm what exactly? Sorry. How, like what is it? What is it? What, what is it that makes you that that like? What is it that you identify with in that? Tell me more about that. In her question. In her question. Yeah. 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 Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess you know. We all have a way that we communicate with, with loved ones, you know, 
um, whether it be the way that we speak, the way that we um, interact. And I just think with Shadi, there's so, there's so many layers, you know what I mean? Even just listening to her last record, um, Soldier of Love, that came in in 2010, which I, don't, I haven't heard too much about it. Um, there's just so many things about her sound and just the evolution from the first record to that record. Um, it's just like really, really amazing. So that in relation to her question, I just feel like my love language is always evolving. It's not singular, it's not one note. Like I always have things that I'm evolving and developing and you know, just trying to be a better, a better lover and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> this is a family show, so I'm gonna go to, uh, I go up on the bench over there, yes. That's a weird, the, the preamble to the question I feel was important. Like you said, I feel like with Sade, you don't just listen to her in moments, you listen to her in periods. And I was like, okay, I'll, like, I'll take that as a given. And then you're like, you're like, what's the longest period? You mean like a, like a biographical period? You either listen to her at all or for like hours at a stretch or, or days. So what's the longest, the question is what's the longest you've listened to Sade for? In one continuous? Um, <laughs> well, I'm the type that if I like a track, I could listen to it very long, like the whole day, like the whole day. So when, when I first heard No Ordinary Love, that turned into Your Love is King, that turned into Kiss of Life, that turned into like a bunch of different tracks. And I just found myself listening to a bunch of different like one-off tracks from like different, different records. And then that turned into like 12 hours of my life where I was supposed to be writing something and I didn't do it, or I was supposed to be doing the laundry, and I was like, oh, well, you know. So it's not like, so it's not even, and this is my sort of, my sort of sub-question of that, so it's not like you're listening to Sade while doing other things. If, if someone would be like, hey, Max, what are you doing now? You'd be like, I'm listening to Sade. Yeah. That's the... No, Sade's not, Sade's like main event all the time, so like I can't, I can't, I can't say that I'm gonna go do laundry to Sade. No, 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 she gets my full attention. Like, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else? Yes, you, ma'am, over there. Um, you mentioned a couple times that you listened to Sade and Quiet Storm when you weren't supposed to be listening to it yeah. when you were younger. Like, what, um, do you think that that played a role in how you see it now? So the question is, does that, like, youthful prohibition play a role in how you see it now? Well, the thing with a lot of the artists that be on Quiet Storm radio, like late night radio, like that's very sexual R&B. So, you know, like when I was first sort of getting into like R&B music, I was like 10, 11 years old. There's things that like, yeah, I knew, but I wasn't supposed to know. So it's like, you know, whether it be like R. Kelly or like stuff like that, it's like my mom probably don't want me listening to that. So it's like, I had to be really slick about it. Like, you know, like anything, like when you're watching a show, you're not supposed to be watching or like, you know, you're trying to like, sneak some porn, like, like you know, you know. Every, everybody knows, you know? So it's like, um, I guess, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't know, I'm like, I'm old enough to listen to that stuff and do all that stuff now, so it's not even that big of a deal, like, it's not sneaky anymore. So it's like, I don't know, it's... Do your, do your parents know you listen to Sade? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm playing, they do, they do. No, what was the, I was actually curious though, like I was curious too, like when you talked about, oh, like I was like listening to radio stations I shouldn't listen to, and you're like, you know, it's like when you like, you know, sneaking porn or whatever. But you know, those are different things. Like, no, I, no, it's true. Like, it's it's, so it's, 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 it's true. I'm curious about. It's true. Like I'm like like I'm curious about what was that? Like what was the 
what was that? What was the prohibition on radio stations? Like, were your parents specifically like, don't listen to that, or did you, were you just have a like, did you just not feel comfortable with it? Or I mean, it's just like they weren't like mad. It was just kind of like, you know, like a lot of the artists that were being played on Quiet Storm and like late night radio. It's like they were talking about love in a way that. I guess parents would feel like you're still too immature to like really, really understand. Right. But you know, little do they know. But you know, <laughs> so it's like it was kind of one of those things where it's like you know, you kind of just you kind of just want to be sneaky about it. But I guess in a way, the most that they do is be like, oh, well, don't listen to that, and they'd be like, oh, okay, mom, and then I'd be like, and I crank that shit <laughs> when so they weren't like looking. It wasn't like a super you know? serious. It wasn't like they were like, no, no. You, might, you were just kind of were like, uh, maybe this isn't exactly what I should be. No, like I wasn't gonna like get burnt at the stake or some shit. Like, they were just going to probably get mad and be like, oh, well, don't listen to that. And then I'd be like, okay. And then i just right. listen okay. to it anyway. All right. so, okay. So. Uh, yes, yes, back there, yes. Uh, yeah. How's your love life currently? How's your love life currently? <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> I can't believe no, that no, got a no, whoop. No, it's, it's, How, it's, it's Someone whooped for that. Or you're like, you're like, yes, passing about your love life. I'll, I'll go for that. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Very curious, a very curious person who has your best interests at heart, um, I assume. What am I looking for? Um, oh, wow. How much time we have? I'm joking. Uh, no, I'm playing. Um, I think for me, just like, just like honesty and like someone who's real and just someone who like has things going on, you know? Everybody, everyone in the audience is like, that's me. Yeah. 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 I saw a number of people pointing at themselves and nodding when you said that. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll be okay. Uh, all right, yes, over there. Yes. Uh, what kind of music do your parents like? What kind of music do your parents like? Um, I like family functions and birthday parties. Like we listen to like a lot of African music. Um, my parents were born in Ghana, um, so I grew up on a lot of African music. I grew up on a lot of soul music, Caribbean music. Um, yeah, so it was just it was a, it was a nice it was a nice mixture and kind of like sort of helped inform like the type of stuff that like really got me going and the type of stuff that really just inspired me. So, yeah. All right. Uh, 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 all right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, my first dose of sade was uh, smooth operator as a young boy. Mm -hmm. um, just wanted to know your thoughts on the smooth operator. Um, would you? <laughs> What are the characteristics of the smooth operator in your mind, and would you be a smooth operator? <laughs> I think you kind of answered that before, in that second last question. But it's a, it's a multiple-part question, but what, what defines a smoother operator, and are you, might you be one? Well, I mean, in, in the song, she's talking about an international playboy. It's like, this is a dude that, like, gets around. Like, he has stamps on his passport, so, like, he, like, he you know, he moves, he moves, hey. you know, so... Like, I, I'd say it's like someone that's like, just like been around, which is, which is, is, is fine, which is fine, you know. Right. But like, you know, not, not a dude that you want to, you know, get married and have kids with because it might not last too long. Right. Okay, so that's the trait. So that's the first part is the character. And obviously those stamps on his passport are both, both maybe literal, literal and, and figurative, I, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. Just, yeah, actually. Just making yeah. sure that I'm like, I'm like I, yeah. I see what she's saying. I don't, want, I don't want you listening to that kind of music. I see what you mean. Okay. And then do you, are you, does, do you identify with that in some way? Is there a part of you that is that? Or? No. No, I mean, no. No. Okay. No. So not at all. So no. you're just, all right. So it's just a thing. All right. Yes, you, sir. 
Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, is there anything about her creative process that you draw inspiration from, or just her finished work? Anything about her creative process that you draw inspiration from, or is it just her finished work? That's really specific. Um, <laughs> I think for me, she's just like, she's just like the full package. Like, I've seen some videos that have blown my mind. Like, the video for Sweetest Taboo is like the most beautiful video I've ever seen. Like, just this, this just, it's, it's so cinematic, and the way that, like, you know, the plot develops and everything, it's like, she just has a way of doing that, that a lot of artists, a lot of artists don't, and, yeah, I just, just everything, full circle, videos, fashion, music, like, she just has the full package. So that integration of all those things, the integration yeah. of video and fashion yeah. and music is important. Yeah. And then do you know anything about, like, her process, like, you asked about her process, do you know anything about her process, like, about how she actually does her work or anything? Um, I mean, I guess like every other musician, she goes in the studio and I love like there's something there's something and I, I'm not sure if I, I if I have a question but it's something that is really notable to me is like how profound your fandom of her is and how completely unprofound like how like the degree to which like here's this music that's sort of so so important to you and at the same time you're like yeah I don't really know any I just don't really know the hits well and then you're kind of like ah, I guess she goes in the studio makes records like whatever it's actually a curious mix and I, I guess I want to know more about that well I guess for me it's like I, well, like, I don't claim to be the, ex, the expert on shit. Obviously, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why I'm obviously. doing the lecture. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you kind of hear on the you, you hear on the radio or you hear at home and you hear growing up and it just sort of like playing in the peripheral and it kind of, you want to learn more about it. And like, right. with me, it's like I've kind of sort of dipped and dabbed in like different um, eras of her, of her, uh, her, her music and her artistry. And for me, it's like I still want to learn more. Right. About, I just don't want to learn more about her. But I mean, I don't like know her her process, per se, like, I don't, I don't know exactly what that. No, I don't know, no, yeah. I mean, just honestly, people are really into someone, they, like, go out and they, maybe they read, you know, whatever, they read books about them and they learn about what they do, or, or, or even, like, they listen to, the, I mean, when you were like, oh, I don't really, I only just know her hits, like, that's, it's an interesting thing to be such a huge fan of, but just of someone's hits, like, that's No, no, but, I, like, um, no, like, there's, there's a couple records that really, really stuck with me. Like, I love, I love Diamond Life. There's, like, a lot of tracks on Diamond Life that are amazing. There's a lot of tracks on um, Love Deluxe that are amazing. So, like, those are two records that really, really, really stuck with me. So, sorry, I should have clarified that. There's, like, two uh, records that I really love. But, I mean, I kind of, there's, uh, for other records, there's still things that I'm exploring and learning and, like, listening to other tracks and stuff like that. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, yes, ma'am, over here. Do you consider Adele to be Quiet Storm? No, no, I was trying to be nice, no, no. <laughs> Hello's a cute track, but no. <laughs> All right, yes, yes. Hi. Um, I was wondering, kind of a general question. Uh, someone told me once that Sade is actually the name of like her and her whole band, right? It's like the same guy. Does anyone know if that's... So Sade is either her name or the name of, the, or the whole band is called Sade. The band is also called Sade. I think they're confused. So there's an English band called Sade. And that's, yeah, there's like this English band called Sade. I, I just found this out like a couple days ago. And then there's Sade. It's like, yeah. And they're that's, not the yeah. same. So her they're band, not the same. They're not the same. Her band has a different name than the English band that's called yeah, Sade. They're not the same, yeah. yeah. Is that what you, is that, was that your question? No, wait. <laughs> Oh, no, no, if you have more, well, go on. Well, that was it, just, uh, I don't know, even if anyone else knew, like, someone told me that's, like, you know, the guys in her video, like, the track guys, whatever, people who are her band, so it's like, Sade, you need the head singer, and then you need the bassist, the drummer, whatever, all that, so, 
So is it the same people? So so regardless of what they're called, are those? Does she work with the same? Do you know if she works with the same people consistently? Is that? Um, like the same people are like part of like the live component I've been since the beginning of her yeah. career, but it's not like Shade the band. It's like Shade and her band. Right, and her band. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Le- very exactly. like almost exactly like Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band is the is the is the, is the analogy that's given up here. Which I'm not sure how deeply it holds, but sure. <laughs> Is there a season? Is that your question? Is there a specific season where you listen to Sade more, a season of the year? Oh, springtime. Springtime. Springtime? Yeah, yeah springtime. All right. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Anything else people would like to know? Any other questions? Over there? Where, where are you? Oh, yes. Okay, yes. Sure. Um, first of all, thanks, because uh, your, your topic's the reason I, I came for sure tonight. And, uh, oh, thanks so much. He wants to know. So the question is: Is Quiet Storm still a thing? It was big. It was big in the nine. It was big in the nineties. And again, like I said, it started out as sort of like um, a name to describe like late night, um, late night radio. Um, but yeah, it was. It was so. Yeah, it started. It was originated um, in radio, and then it started as. A, and then it grew into a subgenre. I guess like. There's still elements of it that are still using music. I think people are just like now just ex- experimenting with other other sounds. I don't think you necessarily call it Quiet Storm or this thing or the other thing. I think like as far as like a subgenre goes, it's kind of like disappeared, and now people are just adding elements of like you know blues or jazz or funk to R and B. Like it's not really a thing now where they're like, oh well, that's like Quiet Storm. Like people don't really use that, um, don't really use that uh, that term anymore. It's kind of similar to like neo neo soul. You know, to like talk about like Eric Abadu or like this artist or this artist, like people don't like like some people will still use Neil Soto to like describe Eric Abadu, but it's not like a thing that like people really say anymore. So it's like yeah, it's one of those terms of like when it was when it started and it was big and it was coming up, like people were really like you know that's a quiet storm, that's a quiet storm, but now it's just kind of does that? Do you have feelings about that? Are you like I miss quiet storm, or do you are you does it matter? Mm, no, right. no. Okay. Uh, any other questions? Anything else they would like to know? Is there a hand up over there? Yes, yeah. If you could ask Sade a question, what would you ask her? Sade. Um. <laughs> um, hmm, what ask Sade? I kind of want to know where she got she got the um, the outfit from the Sweetest Taboo video. Like, she looks really good. And, uh, yeah, I'd ask her where like, she gets her outfits. Yeah. All right, let's end on that note of tremendous mystery. Ladies and gentlemen, Max Bohanyu, ladies and gentlemen. Trampoline Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty and is hosted by me. This episode's lecture was chosen by Jordan Tannehill. This season of Six Lectures was masterminded by John McCurley. 
The podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music was composed by Matt Smith. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, If you enjoyed the podcast, it really helps us out if you leave a review on iTunes. Uh, Please go ahead and do that. It helps a lot. I'm Misha Globerman. Thanks for listening. 